Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sense 1899, the Ohio State women's basketball podcast. My name is Thomas Costello. This podcast features interviews from people in, out, and around the Buckeyes program, going deep into topics that are important to the person being interviewed or for any Buckeyes fans listening. This episode features Buckeyes graduate senior forward Ebony Walker. After seeing an Instagram reel about Walker jumping out of an airplane, I had to hear more. Walker talks about why she did it, the reaction from family, teammates, Coach McGuff, along with walking through the entire skydiving experience. Make sure you subscribe to Land Grant Holy Land on your podcast app of choice to hear more from Buckeyes football and men and women's basketball. Here's the interview with Ebony Walker. How did you decide that you were going to skydive? Did like anything or anyone motivate you to do it? Yeah, so that's actually a very interesting story. Um, so I'm actually going to graduate coming up this summer. And I started, as a lot of people know, I started my education off with mechanical engineering. So with all the transfers like that, long story short, somewhere in the, in the mix, I got transferred into communications. So I already had so many credits. And like from math and all the other classes I took. So I only needed basically one class to finish off this communications that I was in for this year. And the class that I needed, they didn't offer it in the summer at Ohio State. So me being who I am, I was very desperate to just be done with it. And I was like, okay, I need to figure out how I'm going to take this one Spanish class. So all my summer when I went home, people were like, hey, what'd you do? I sat on the phone with ASU, talking about how I get into this class. How could I get into this class? And I ended up getting into it. I actually talked to the head professor and everything. And he was telling me, oh, well, I don't think you'll be able to make it. It's a tough class. I said, listen, sir, I can't wait to show you how well I'm going to do in this class. So boom, I get in the class. I'm taking it. And they hit me with the college bill. So that's a whole other story, too. So I definitely appreciate how much I'm on scholarship now. Um, but for Ohio State, they're like, you have to take a class here. I'm like, what do you mean? I have nothing else to take. They're like, well, for your scholarship, you have to take at least this many credits. So I, are you sure? They're like, yeah, that's all right. So I was like, I'm not going to take any classes. I have to actually use my brain in a sense. So I want to pick something. <laughs> and Ohio State offers so many fun classes if you just know where to look. And um, kind of looking through them, like I actually want to do horseback riding. I learned about Western and 
I think Eastern horseback riding. So West was like one hand. So, oh yeah, I'm gonna go horseback riding. But I couldn't do that because I was at home. So, okay, what else do they have? And I found skydiving. So I was like, skydiving. I was like, this will be the main story. Like if I was to really take skydiving as a class, it's for credit and everything. For Ohio State, putting it towards my graduation and everything. And I get to jump out of the sky. I feel like that would just be, that's perfect. So I took that. I'm actually in the uh, chocolate size class too. So I have to eat chocolate. I actually had to eat chocolate yesterday. And then I'm in a wine and beer class. So we learned about like how they priced it and the different, all that good stuff. And I found out that Ohio is like the biggest for beer breweries and all that good stuff. And then I'm in kitchen science where I had a grade to clean my kitchen and I have to bake cookies today. So that's kind of what's been going on my summer. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the little story behind that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Do you have like the, the chocolate size class? Like, do you, do you, are they combining it with like exercise or something? Cause the size at the end, or is it just like, Hey, you're going to eat different kinds of chocolate. Like oh, I'm yeah. really interested in that. You're going to eat chocolate. So we find out like how it's made, like how they oh, yeah, okay. go plan all that good stuff. And then like you have an acti- activity in like every section. So like what I do my last section, I had to actually cook it. So I had to like, and it has to be real chocolate. So you had to get cocoa and all these different powders and make your own chocolate bar. So that was kind of interesting. I'm actually not a sweets person. So yesterday was a really hard day for me because I did not want to eat the chocolate bars. But I was like, you know what? Do math problems, eat chocolate. Okay, I'll eat the chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so yeah, the last, I had to eat chocolate. And then actually that was my last part. So I actually finished that class off and it's not over until next month. But I was like, I'll just finish it off. But yeah. Wow. Congratulations. That's a heck of a final exam right there. I know. The final, the, the final exam they want me to drink. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I am of age, so I guess I can. I had to try beer the other day. So I made a joke with uh McGuff. I was like, our head coach, I was like, Yeah, you know, after practice, I went home to drink beer. So I'm just letting you know. And he was like <laughs> laughing and stuff like that. I said, No, I'm just kidding. I said, I actually I took one little swig and I was so upset having to drink it because it just tasted terrible to me. But yeah, I have to do my wine section and I have my distilled spirits sections coming up. So, mm-hmm. That's not, well, it sounds like you're learning a lot, like what you don't I like. Am. <laughs> I am. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be positive about it, but it is definitely fun. Like, and I feel like it's kind of all in God's plan too, because I've been stressing about mechanical engineering, mechanical engineering. I get put in communications and actually I'm trying to get into my master's in engineering management and that's a whole nother battle as well and I was like you know what I said me getting upset let me try to have fun because I feel like this is going to be my time to have like a break because I'm really going to try to jump back into it in my next section of studies or my next you know two years or so so I was like, all right let me just try to have fun I actually have been having fun and it's gave me time to really focus on other things and just you know at least have that one little fun class in there so I don't know mm-hmm. I may be certified in like chocolate making by the end <laughs> Of my college career, but hey, <laughs> yeah, awesome. and I have a license for skydiving, which I'm actually trying to work on that as well. So that's another cool thing. So, mm-hmm. so um, obviously you you enjoyed the the skydiving experience. Um, that sounds that sounds great. I'm gonna ask you all about like that experience and yeah. everything. That, but that's fantastic. I love that also you're you're taking it because you're enjoying it and you're doing things that you enjoy before you know hit that master's level and it right. you know goes back to the um, to the studying and the whatnot and all that kind of thing. So, right, um, right. Cool. So whenever you told folks that you were skydiving, I know the video you mentioned, like you told your family and they, uh, you kind of joked around about that. Um, 
what did like what was the reaction that you got from people what did people say do you remember anything specific that like really stood out to you that someone said to you um, i mean everyone had their two cents in a way but at the core of it everyone's like i don't expect anything less from you so like <laughs> i like in my comments when i kind of had posted it with ohio state we kind of posted that video like people were like I don't expect anything less. People are like, this is Ebony. I'm telling you, this is Ebony. Like, if you're going to expect anyone to do the most craziest thing while, like, trying to play basketball and be, like, this athlete and, you know, get my work done, try to get these good grades, just know I'm going to drive a monster truck on the weekend or something like that. I might jump out of the sky. Like, it's just I have to find that balance in life because, you know, I actually have a tattoo um, that's temporary. And, like, I, when I first got it, my cousin was like, so you tattooed permanently temporary. I said, listen. There's a meaning behind it. So basically for me, it's like, you know, life is too short to try to be too serious about certain things. And I actually had to talk about, I went to CAS. I, it's a whole story. I found like this chemical engineering thing that's right across the street. They're great people. But I was saying like, I'm not a formal person. So I would walk up to the president, but hey, how you doing? Like, I'm not gonna, I just, that's just who I am as a person. Life is just too short to try to make things too serious. And I feel like people really get things done when you're having fun. Like if you could walk into work and just wear what you want to wear, of course you're not going to dress crazy. But if I get to wear like this nice shirt and some nice pants and not feel like I have to dress like I'm about to, I don't know, you know, go to the ball or something, it just gives people that motivation to really get stuff done in a sense. So that's just always who I've been. If I go into the gym and laugh and everyone knows what Ohio State, like we have fun all the time. And because we have fun and we care about each other more than just, oh, that's my teammate. That's like my family. That's my sister. It translates onto the court. And I feel like that just goes with everything in life. And in that as well, like with the skydiving, I learned so much. Like I take a lot more than what it actually is. Of course, I jumped out of the sky. Like, of course, that's the bare minimum. But like what I really learned from that class and what I really learned from that experience is going to help me for forever for the rest of my life so like people make jokes now in the gym like you're different now you're different I say yes I am I am very different because nothing will ever be as serious as jumping out of the sky (laughs) I have a two-page paper or 10-page paper like okay I get it done and like I actually went really cool with the teacher as well he gave me his phone number everything like if your teammates want to jump I said I don't know if the team's gonna want to do that but He's like, yeah, just let me know whenever you want to come down. Like, I'm real cool with all the people up there. Like we had nice talks and everything, but it's just like, after you do something like that, you realize that everything that you stressed about, everything that you've been worrying about. Cause he was like, when you jumped out of the sky, you were falling down. Were you thinking about that paper you had to do? I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I wasn't thinking about what practice time was, how much I need to score, what my status, I wasn't worried about any of that stuff. So it just really helps you kind of, put all that stuff into perspective so that's great no I, I love that and I love the tattoo that also that's fantastic <laughs> um uh what what did uh what did coach or any of your teammates do you? um so that's the funny story as well I went into um so when I first was telling Alexa that's our person that's over academics I was like yeah I'm in this skydiving class and so she's like well I don't think they're gonna let you do that I said yes they are it's a part of the class right so, of course, I said, I'm, I'm going to talk to them. So when I first came down here, I went to the office. And uh, I was kind of like joking around with them, whatever. And then um, Carla actually made a joke to me. She was like, I heard something about you. I'm like, what'd you hear? You know what I'm saying? Like, it could actually be a, a, a lot of different things because everybody knows I'm the person to do all this crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, what did you hear before I even give up my own secret? She was telling me a joke about something that I do when I play basketball. So, oh, okay, that's nothing compared to what I'm about to tell you. 
<laughs> so I was like, um, yeah, so I'm going skydiving. Like, Ebony, no, you're not. You know what I'm saying? That's just like, that's kind of the reactions that I get. I'm like, yes, I am. And it's for a class. They're like, are you serious? I said, yes. And you're lucky I didn't go horseback riding as well. So I was going <laughs> to jump out of the sky and go ride the horse on the same day. Right. And I was like, and I made a joke to them as well. I was like, and guess who's paying for it? You guys are. <laughs> but yeah, so I told him that. And I walk into McGuff's office. I know he heard us in there because we're all laughing and joking and stuff. He's like, so you're going skydiving? I'm like, yeah, actually. And I just wanted to come let you know. He's like, no, that's great. I went skydiving. I said, what? So me and him are talking in there about skydiving. He did this thing called a static line, which is actually a little more scary than what I did. He jumps out the plane and he just falls until the line kind of tightens and pulls his parachute for him. I'm like, I don't know. I think you're a little more risk taker than I am because I at least had control of when I was going to pull it or have somebody else pull it for me. But he was like, no, he was more excited than I was. So all week we kept talking about it. He was like, yeah, you know, we're throwing at me a farewell party on Friday. She's going to Scott. I'm like, a farewell party. <laughs> like, stop, stop playing around. But no, he was so excited. And that's just like, that's the little things that I try to tell people about how I stay like, it's little things like that. Like he was encouraging me to jump out of the sky. Not because like, oh yeah, you're gonna fall and injure yourself. Like, of course, you know, if somebody was a little more clumsy, it would have been a little more scary. But like that's an experience that you want to encourage people to do, especially after I've been through it. I want to encourage people to do it. So after, you know, before I'm kind of like, wow, he's more excited than I am because he went. But after actually doing it, I understand where he was coming from, trying to tell me like that's a great thing to do. So yeah, I mean, I got a pretty positive reactions. So it was it was kind of crazy. I, I didn't expect it to be that smooth. And him to be that excited about it, but he was so excited. That's so awesome. That, that, I, I mean, uh, you probably see a different side of McGuff. That probably explains why he's like he lets stuff roll off his shoulders. You know, mm -hmm. at least whenever he's talking to us. I know it's very different. No, that's him. Practicing. That's him. Yeah. The class is fun. You're you're excited to do it, but once you get in the plane. And you're going up and the door is open. Like, what are you thinking in your mind at that moment? And is it even like, is there anything to compare that feeling to? Is it like playing, you know, getting ready to play in the Elite Eight? Like, what, what is that feeling yeah, in, that, so, in your gut? I mean, so, of course, for me, what helped me get through a lot of the crazy stuff that I do, like, I wouldn't say I'm a, much of a risk taker, but at the same time too, I don't let my brain sit on the thought too long. So I psych, psych myself out. So like, if I go bungee jumping, well, actually, so my mom made a joke to me. She was like, well, other people call her ax or like, did you know that Ebony was jumping out of the sky? You know, they're asking my mom. Everybody's calling my mom and stuff. And um, she was like, you know what? I should have known when we went to Hawaii. So we went to Hawaii as a family. And this was years back. So I had to be like 10, eight, and uh, the guy was like daring us to do stuff. I said, what you want me to do? He was like, go ziplining backwards. Okay. Boom. Went ziplining back. He was like, then go upside down. I said, okay. And backwards. So I had like flip on my zipline. I'm hanging my head down and I'm going backwards. Gone. She's like, I should have known after seeing you do that, that you would jump out of the sky. So, but yeah, so during the whole class, I'm like, okay. You know, basically, I'm not going to sit here and worry about all the worst possible things that are going to happen. And I do this with everything in my life, too. So honestly, just to jump forward, after going skydiving, they gave me that concrete feeling to all the things that I already kind of believed in as a kid and as a person growing up. 
but I'm taking these classes and I'm like, okay, as long as I do this and pull by this time, I'm going to be fine. That's okay. That's perfect. We actually fall a thousand feet per second and we pull at 5,500 feet. So you're, you're far above the ground in a sense, but I'm like, okay, if I fall a thousand feet per second, I'm only falling for five seconds. Anybody could do anything for five seconds. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, I could do that. Boom. I got to make sure I pull it this time. Boom. I have the thing on my watch. I go watch it. Okay. It's not that bad. It can't be that bad. You know, I'm kind of just hype myself up, even though it is kind of scary. And the crazy part too, is our last class, we only had three classes. Our last class, I don't know whose idea this was, but he wanted to go over all the things that could go wrong. I'm like, why are we talking about this the day before we have to jump? So he's talking about like, if this happens, if this happens, well, this can happen. It's a possibility this. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he shows us a video of people playing around and falling too close to the ground. I'm like, this is just not, I was like, okay, whatever. So then we get up there and we were up there at like eight in the morning and it was in Middletown. So I had to get up super early to drive down there. So I'm excited, write it down. I got to think of a music video that I want to make with it, whatever. We get there and we're going over all the stuff again. And it takes us so long to finally get into jump, but only because there's other people going. And we actually got there the same day uh, one of the guy was doing like his thousandth jump. So they jumped up the sky. They did a whole little like demonstration. It was really cool. So, okay. But I was up there forever. I didn't jump to like 4 p.m. Getting the plane and my, I'm talking to my teacher too. He's like, yeah, no, I had to make sure that I jump with you. Like, I'm so excited to jump with you and this and that. I just want to be there for your experience. I was with this other guy too. And he was like, cause I was one of the taller people, of course, of like the class and heavier. So he was like, yeah, it's going to be me and this other guy. Like the other guy that he really trusts, they're all cool up there. They're all friends. So I got this big dude with me. So we're talking about basketball, boom, we're going through everything. Getting the plane, boom. So we have this thing, it's called an altimeter, but it tracks your thousands of feet. So I'm watching it. Okay, okay. Like kind of seeing, looking out, like, okay, you know, we're in a small plane too, and I'm right in the front. So they, I should have known, because I'm this guy's favorite and the, t- the teacher's favorite. He was going to make me go first. I'm like, okay, like, I've got to be a demonstration. So I can't be scared because I know I have all these other people behind me. If I start panicking, they're going to start panicking. Because even on the ground level, if you're like, you're not nervous. You're not. I'm like, no, we did the class. We got it. Just as long as you pull it, regardless of when you pull it, you're going to be fine. Just pull it. <laughs> That's why just pull it. That's my only advice to you. So everybody's kind of like looking to me for this motivation that says, all right, I got to, I got to believe my own words. We get up there. I see 1.3 because we're jumping at 13,000 feet. Like, all right. I got to get ready to go. And I'm looking I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. And then we kept going up more and more and more. I was like, wait a minute. I read 1,300 feet. So I thought we were high enough to be at 13,000. I was not even close. So when we started going up more, then I was like, wait a minute. I think this may have not been the best idea. Because when I, I think what really kind of started to get my blood flowing in a sense is thinking like, will we travel? I'm like, when I look at the planes, when we're flying from state to state for basketball games, this is how high we are. I think this is a little too high. I'm like, okay. So next you know, they open the door. Boom. So you feel all the wind blowing, wind blowing. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I was like, you got to focus. I got to remember my training. Focus, remember your training. And then as you step up to the door, you got to do everything properly. It's like a step, step where you have to do it. But me being taller, like you have to hang out the door so you can jump, of course. But me being taller, I have to like get the doors like at my arm. 
So for me to, I have to duck out and I'm hanging by the door like this out of the plane. And like my teacher made the joke. He's like, I mean, what's the worst that that could happen? You fall out the plane. We're, we're trying to jump out the plane anyway. And like when he was talking about the other stuff too, he's like if we have a plane malfunction, what are you guys going to panic for? We were trying to p- jump out the plane anyway. So there's nothing, you know? So I was like, okay, okay. So I'm hanging out. I do my stuff. I jump. All my fears smacked me immediately. And that was the worst time for it to happen because I'm already falling to my to the ground now. You know what I'm saying? And it started to hit me. I started getting nervous. I started getting scared because it just, it feels like you're on a roller coaster and you're just on that constant down like this. Then you're like, you're thinking, you know, all through your head, like I'm falling to the ground. The ground's right there. I can see this. I can see that. I can't see where I'm going to land. But it took like maybe like two to three seconds for me to really like, okay, go to your training. That's what we talked about. We're going to go over this. Make sure you do this. Go to that. Boom. So I kind of did it. And then like in the video, we had to do practice touches, practice touches to show that we know where it's at. He pulls it and then she knows over. And the crazy part too is that, I don't know, my thing was too big. So when he pulled it and I like was showing that I could reach back, it started pulling me back up and my thing flew up and hit me in my neck. So like choked me up. So now I'm sitting up there. But after that, like he told us that there's this one moment where you test your parachute just to make sure it works and everything right. Another thing is that it takes about eight seconds for your parachute to fully deploy. So it's not that you're still falling to the ground, but like you have to have that patience. You have to rely on your training. And then when you think about this as well, that goes into everything that we do. That goes into your work, that goes into your job, that goes into your athletics. You have to rely on your training when you get into these moments. So, okay, testing everything. He said, there's going to be a one part. It's called a full flare where you pull it down just to make sure you work. It's like pulling the brakes on the thing. He said, there's going to, you know, you full flare when you hear like this complete silence. He said, I can't explain it to you, but you'll know it when you do it. I remember I did a full flare. I said, oh my gosh. Out of, you can see the whole land and it's so quiet, so peaceful. And you're just floating down nice and slowly. And you, you know, I kind of land, you know. And then when I really sit back and think about it, it's just like, I, we had to write like a reflection paper. And then I was like, at the end of the day, all we are is a speck of dust because I can see everything. I don't know. Nobody could see where I was. Nobody could see who I am. You know, you can't see me from your house when I'm jumping out the sky. All we are is a speck of dust and I'm being held up by string and some fabric. That's how simple life is. And so like that and like just relying on God's creation, too, because he was telling us as far as with malfunction that you have with the parachute. He's like the parachute wants to work. It wants to fly straight. If there's any really big problem, it's because of user error. And that's the same thing with driving and stuff, too. It's not that the car just wants to drift over to the side and hit this other car. The car wants to drive straight. It's because of user error, people panicking or people not paying attention that certain things happen. So if you just do what your part, it's going to work. So, for instance, if I don't pull on the strings, I'm going to fly straight. If I pull it to go right, I'm going to go right. If I pull it to go left, I'm going to go left. And, like, when you take that out of parachuting, it's like, if I practice to shoot this shot, I'm going to make the shot. If you don't practice, you're not going to make it. If I practice my homework assignments and do this and this and that and practice my tests, I'm going to do good on the tests. Now, nothing is ever 100% guaranteed. And I learned that also with engineering. They're, they will never say we 100% know that this is going to work. It's always 99 plus or minus this. It's just always that. But that's just that's just life. 
So you prepare to do the best you can, prepare for if things go wrong, but you have the trainings to understand that things go wrong. So what you're not going to sit here and waste your time thinking about all the wrong possible situations where you know everything wants to go right. So that's kind of that. And it was just amazing. We And I remember I made a joke because we have to do a um, PLF is a parachute landing fall. So like to protect your body, because you actually come in, I think at 15 miles per hour with ours, but people come in right faster when they be doing this for a long time, they become real daredevils. But like, you have to just fall down just to save your ankles and your knees, whatever. He said, just do that for your first time. And I remember telling him after the class, I was like, listen, I'm allergic to grass and I don't want to fall. So he's like laughing at me. He's like, do you want to go to practice tomorrow or do you want to land? You want to stand up? I said, honestly, a little bit of both. So he was like, okay. So he's like, if you know how to do it perfectly, you can stand up. Of course I didn't stand up. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to risk it. But, um, you know, after doing that, I was tangled up and everything, but, you know, we were just laughing and joking. Like it was just a great experience to have that with those people. And then, you know, me and the teacher, we kind of talked about different things, but he was like, I really feel like this was my purpose in life because, you know, it's to help people see that in a way it's not all that serious. It's not all that bad. And um, one of his students as well came in to kind of help teach the classes. She's been doing it ever since she went. And she was, I think, a law slash pre-med student. So she was doing some crazy studies. And she was saying, like, just a little thing that she learned, like, if I go to class and I think about, I paid attention to so much in my parachuting class and my skydiving class. Now my other class is easy to focus. If I go, okay, my life depends on this. Let me pay attention. Now she gets it. I'm like, wow, what a philosophy. So... Yeah, I mean, there's, I could go on for days about different things that happen with the parachuting stuff, but I know as a fact of now, and I made a joke to my team, so I'm like, I have like a natural high, and I made a joke with um, JP, one of our coaches today, too. She's like, yeah, you know, I got to yell at you sometimes to bring you back down to earth. I said, honestly, because I'd be in the clouds. I was already <laughs> up there. So, like, when we're going through passes, sometimes we're like, ah. so like, Ebony, I'm like, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, especially with my classes, like I got to pay for my own college class, which I know that's like, sounds a little bratty, but I never knew how that stuff worked. So I'm paying thousand dollars for this class that I got to graduate. I got to play this out. I'm moving. I'm trying to get into this degree with, you know, engineering, what I'm trying to prove that I know what I'm talking about, but I'm coming in with communications. It's just all this stuff that I can be stressed about so much, but I'm like, okay, one step at a time, but finish this off. Then we'll do this. I want to do that. I'm going to do that. And that's it. So, yeah. That's fantastic. I love that perspective. That's, that's awesome. It, it sounds like, you know, a life transforming event. That's great. It is. Um, thanks for sharing. And, and you also like, that was what I was going to ask you about. You, you kind of talked about everything and I love it. And I could probably listen to you talk about it for, <laughs> for hours. Um, uh, I have one last question for you though you're starting the season in Vegas. Mm-hmm. How huge is that for you going into your like graduate season, starting at home and you're playing all the way on the East coast and now you get to go back home. How is it for you? Um, That's just amazing. And like, I always say, it always is a test to the staff that we have. They try to make those things happen for us. And I remember when he, it was so I, when he, he actually told me before it was public and it was so hard for me not to tell everybody in the world that I was coming back. <laughs> it was so hard. I'm like, okay, let me just, maybe he trusts me. I hate he trusts me. But it was the same day when I told him about the skydiving. And I was like, look how that works. I'm going skydiving. I get to go home. What else? 
Then it's like, we're going here, we're going. I'm like, oh my gosh, please tell me more. So, but no, um, I mean, it's amazing. And then also who we're playing against is a lot of my friends and people that I grew up with because a lot of them are from Las Vegas. So I said, um, McGuff, I don't think you understand what you just did. You have a <laughs> double homecoming for two different teams that are great teams. They're actually going to be in the um, come to our conference, I think, next year. And then not only that, they have like, you know, their um, the Gatorade player of the year there, the player of the year. Yeah. The, the whole uh, Juju Watkins. Yeah. Yeah. So they have her there. Yeah. About four or five of them are from Las Vegas. That's going to be great. And then I found out it was a quadruple header from Las Vegas. With and LSU of all teams, right? LSU there. It's just like – and then you have Bronny who's going to be there. And LeBron already loves Ohio State. And I actually shook his hand when he was up here. So that's a little, a little nugget there. But, I mean, it was just like it's so amazing. And then just being able to do all that in front of my family. And one thing that I love about Las Vegas and – I actually was talking about this in my Spanish class, but we were talking about stereotypes and a lot of people, when they think of Las Vegas, they think of Las Vegas Strip. It's like, no, I there's houses out there. People live there too. Like we don't just go on the strip. So I don't live that close to the strip, but there's such a tight community there for people that live in Las Vegas. And it's even tighter for the people that are in athletics and even tighter for women's basketball, even basketball in general, we're all tight, men's and women. And um, like me posting that, I'm getting people like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Family, cousins, everyone trying to fly out because at the end of the day, it's still in Las Vegas as well. And uh, one of my friends that I met at ASU, which we were, we're best friends now. We found out we actually met each other before we went to ASU. So that's a whole other story as well. But her, um, she's working with the Las Vegas Aces. She's in with Nikki Fargus is her aunt and Candace Parker is her godmom. Uh, I can't make this stuff up, but she's there. <laughs> she just started working there um, and she graduated from UPenn. So I'm like, yo, bring them down. And they just won. And we're playing in the freaking, um, what? Oh, shit, I just lost T-Mobile. Yes, T-Mobile. Sure. That's the arena for um, the Golden Knights. And they just mm-hmm. won their championship. I'm like, this can't be any more perfect. This can't be any more perfect. So yeah, no, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. And my mom I just got on the phone with her too. She was talking to me, like, oh, how do we get the tickets or how do we do this? He's like, no, there's plenty of space. He answered the question totally wrong because he's just he had a lot going on. But he was like, Yeah, there's totally a t- plenty of space is a big arena. She's like, Well, I know it's a big arena. I'm trying to figure out how to get tickets. But it's just like we're in this huge arena, and that's also a big opportunity for women's basketball as well to be able to play in a big arena with this many seats to fit this many fans. And of course we already set the, the numbers this past year. So you can only imagine the kind of numbers that we're going to get when you have USC there and Juju or whatever, you have us there. Who's like a rising team that people are know, like when we're going to play, we're going to play. So come ready. You have LSU, the reigning champs coming up there. Mm-hmm. It's just like, these are certain things. This is like a one-time opportunity. Yeah. And by all means, you know, Ohio State's going to make the best of it. So I'm excited. I, I can't be any more excited, especially doing it in front of my fan, my friends, and then playing against people I already played against my high school teammates. Now I have to go harder. Right. I said, I, told, I was like, oh, listen, I may get a tech just from just talking. I just- <laughs>